It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Stochastic.com NFL Showdown Strategy Show. Here we go, baby. Presented by No House Advantage, little Jaguars Jets action today. Should actually be, believe it or not, a pretty fun game. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. But first, let's say hi to Matt Gajeski at Matt underscore Gajeski. What's going on, man? How we doing, man? I'm excited for some football. We're starting a long weekend of it. I know in college, in the college streets, we've got some Friday games. So it should be a nice four days at least of just pure football action to take in. And I like the Saturday slate. I love when we can split it up and we have like two main slates. We talked a few weeks, I think it was last week actually, where we kind of had like a pseudo Thanksgiving slate on Saturday. We've got that on Sunday on Christmas Day this year. So I love the short slates. I'm excited for it all. Adopting the Ben Ben Rasa pseudo language. I I feel like he uses I spend too much time with Ben, man. I feel like Ben uses pseudo in front of everything now. That's too much time with Ben. Like I had a pseudo breakfast this morning and uh we're doing a pseudo show right now. Have you noticed that? I love it. I love it. But he definitely uses pseudo all the time. That's where that word definitely came from. Oh, I know for sure. Um, couple reasons why this game is interesting. First off, today's going to be uh, interesting from a weather perspective. You're not getting that crazy polar vortex or whatever it is coming in quite yet. That's going to be, you know, Saturday morning. But you're going to have, from what I've seen, a lot of rain and a decent amount of wind. Like I'm looking at it now. So let's see. So tonight in East Rutherford, one to two inches of rain, locally heavy rainfall possible. So we could be seeing some seriously heavy rain. Another aspect about this game that fascinates me uh, just from a viewing perspective, Matt, is the fact that Tennessee might be without Ryan Tannehill for the rest of the season. If he's forced to undergo surgery. Now, Yesterday when I was doing the, the video on Odd Shop or the picks for every game video and Tuesday when I was doing this Thursday night video, the Titans were minus 50 to win the division, minus 50 to make the playoffs too, because the only way either of these teams are making the playoffs is to win their division. Uh, and they were and, and, and the Jaguars were plus 125. Now Jaguars minus 145 to win their division. And I'll do you one better. The Jags this week have the Jets. The Titans have the, the Houston Texans. That line keeps dropping. N- then next week, the Titans have the Cowboys. The Jags have the Texans. And then to close out, it's a Tex- or a Titans-Jaguars showdown, which could very possibly decide the winner of the AFC South. Exciting stuff, dude. Yeah, I, I actually, I didn't know that quite as in depth as you did. I hope we get that showdown. That would be week 18. Week 18. Yeah. I mean, perfect. I think it's very possible. Like that. It's, it's very, very plausible that this happened. I don't know, man. I'm pulling for Doug Peterson's crew and the Jags. So am I, I've kind of become a Jags fan this year and it has nothing to do with DFS 
in my seasonal league, I only play in one. It's with my high school buddies, but not even for a lot of money. It's mostly just the bragging rights, which is more important to me. But I lost Trey Lance right away in week one or whatever. I don't know, week two, early in the year. And I had to pivot to Trevor Lawrence. I've been cheering for this guy all season long. So his ascendance has been awesome to me. I like cheering for underdogs. They kind of just not, not in this specific game, but you know, the Jaguars are basically a perennial underdog. So I like this team and I do not like the Jets. <laughs> Fair enough. You don't like the Jets tonight or you don't like the Jets? I don't like the Jets in general. Tonight, okay. single game, I could be talked in anything. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we're happy to have you guys with us. Hit that thumbs up, as always. As you walk in the door, just take a single second to atone for your sins and hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Show some love around here in the holiday, the giving season. But more than anything, if you like the show, you want to help support us. It's, it's the easiest, freest way to do so. So we appreciate that in advance. Leave a comment down below if you're watching after the fact. And if you're listening in podcasts, leave a rating review. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about the strategy show, no matter where it is. All right. So let's dive straight into this. From a, from a strategy standpoint today, just curious where you, where you stand on this type of slate, given that we don't have a ton of injuries. Like, yeah, we know Zach Wilson's starting. And then with the Jets, you're talking about th this is more this is more impactful than it would be on a main slate. But Denzel Mims and, and Jeff Smith, both of whom are out today. Uh, but Corey Davis is back. So I think we're just going to see a lot of Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, and, and probably Elijah Moore, maybe a little bit of Braxton Berrios. I, I'm not sure if there's anything that really stands out on either side is as super significant, unless Zonovan Knight doesn't play. For sure. And this, speaking to why I'm not a huge fan of the Jets, these injuries are kind of forcing them to play their best players, which their coaching staff hasn't seemed to really figure out how to do this year, which again, I'm not on the Jets coaching staff. I'm not behind the scenes. I don't know why Elijah Moore wasn't playing more, but it is inexcusable to trot out Denzel Mims and some of these absolute practice squad caliber players over a guy who had a legitimate rookie breakout season. Again, maybe there's character stuff. I'm not in the locker room. But from a talent perspective, the injuries to these scrubs actually forces them to use their <laughs> best players, which is crazy to say, but it is the case. Now, with weather and everything affecting this game, we'll dive into the stylistics here. But on the injury front, I think the biggest news we're monitoring is Bam Knight, to your, to your point. But he did get a full practice in yesterday. So I'm very much anticipating he plays. Did you read that any differently? No, I didn't. It's, it's kind of a, a weird situation because uh, he was a full participant on Wednesday and, and, and now he's questionable, but I, I, don't, I don't really see any reason to suggest that he's not going to play. I just but, wanted to throw it out there because he's still got a Q tag and weird things happen. So he wasn't listed on Monday or Tuesday at all. Did That's he, like, a weird get, thing. Did right. he get hurt like on Tuesday's practice? Well, I'm wondering if he was a full, well, he was a full participant on Wednesday. Was he, when was he listed questionable? Was this, okay. So this was yesterday after practice. So maybe it was like the end of practice. Cause it's an ankle dig into this. I thought yeah, it's an ankle. That's why it's weird. It wouldn't be weird if he was a full participant and, it, it was weird because he was labeled questionable after being a full participant and not having an injury designation throughout the entirety of the week leading up to that. Right? He's expected to play. So this might be it. Yeah. We might it's be diving weird. into this for no reason, but yeah, I, the timing is just very weird the way they listed this. All right, let's dive into it. Jaguars, two point dogs here, 17 and a half point total. Can we just uh, admire for a second, Trevor Lawrence and how well this guy has played recently. You know, he, he had that brutal hit. It looked like, I remember Ben saying, uh, pseudo ACL there. No, he said, he was saying how it looked like a, it looked like a, a pretty bad injury and he thought he was done for the year. Honestly, when I saw it too, I thought there's no way he gets up. He's carted off the field, 100%. Then he's back out there and he's playing. And now he's pieced together his two best games of the season. I mean, listen, let's be fair to, to Trevor Lawrence. He's had some rough games at times. But, you know, instrumental in that comeback effort against Baltimore. Sucked against Detroit, but they're just beating everybody right now. Huge comeback against uh, Las Vegas. And then the last two games, they route Tennessee. And then against Dallas, sure, amazing interception, pick six to close the game out at the beginning of overtime. 
But Trevor Lawrence was fantastic in that game. He throw, he's thrown seven picks to one interception over his last two games, 300-plus yards in both. Um, he's got a little mobility, too, and he hasn't been afraid to run a little bit, uh, even with that toe injury. The, the question now is, like, how do we reconcile Trevor Lawrence versus a really good Jets defense? Because on a showdown slate, I can't help but look at this and say, hey, you know what? He's expensive. This Jets defense is very good. But you could kind of take a Jared Goff approach from last week. Don't target Sauce Gardner once. He's becoming Revis Island at this point. And, uh, and just try and find some other holes in his defense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a couple things to break down there with Lawrence and giving him his flowers. First off, he was, he was a rookie. So, I mean, you're going to expect these guys to take their lumps early in his second year. He's still not surrounded by great talent. I mean, they definitely made strides adding Christian Kirk, bringing in Evan Ingram and the players around him, but we're still not really exactly talking about like Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddle here. They have not made the strides in the skill position players around Trevor Lawrence. So at this point, I do very much think he's a talent elevator. He's elevating guys like Zay Jones. If those of you out there playing best balls, I saw he had the like most absurd advance rate of all time. And then the second thing with this is people have kind of been trying to poke holes in Trevor Lawrence. I think just some negative bias from people around the media. And we did this last week and, and weeks prior. Anytime he faces a good defense, people are trying to say, oh, now's the time to fade Trevor Lawrence. He's facing the Cowboys defense. He's, he's doing this and that facing this matchup. And it hasn't mattered. He's played well through it all, elevated talent through those situations. So the Jets on the other side, I'm not worried about that. I wouldn't be adding any other docs on him that the line and the total aren't already considering. I think he's completely fine. The, the thing I want to pose to you, just as kind of like a 1v1 situation here, our projections have Zach Wilson higher straight up than Trevor Lawrence, not price adjusted, price adjusted straight up. I flat out disagree. I think it's wrong. I can't, I can't buy into that. Now, on one hand, Jacksonville's secondary, according to DVO, uh, Football Outsiders DVOA, is 32nd in the league. But it's still Zach Wilson. I mean, listen, last week, and, and I think this is probably where you're going with it as well. Last week, Zach Wilson made some big throws. You know, he had a couple nice throws that won the CJ Yosoma. Uh, the one late in the game to set up the 58-yard field goal attempt on what was it, like 4th and 18 or 4th and 13 or whatever it was. Problem is, dude, he still, he still completed only 51% of his passes. I mean, this guy on the season has a 54% completion rate. He, he's not accurate. He, doesn't, he makes so many bad throws. So, yeah, I think Zach Wilson is still fine, but it comes down to this. Would you rather Zach Wilson against a, a pretty rough secondary, albeit a not a bad pass rush, uh, and I think that they're going to have a very tough time running the football against Jacksonville today, or would you rather have a markedly better quarterback despite a tougher matchup? I personally think I would just rather have the better quarterback, and I'll throw an additional wrinkle into that. If this rain is going to actually be a factor, uh, I would definitely rather have the better quarterback. The only, the only question, you know what I was thinking about, Matt? Remember that crazy rain game against the Eagles where Trevor Lawrence could not hold on to the football. I think he fumbled like four or five times. Remember that earlier this season? It was yeah. like, like straight monsoon type. It was a pseudo monsoon at the link. And Trevor Lawrence got in some real trouble, couldn't hold on to the ball. Hopefully they fix those issues because if there's as much rain as anticipated tonight, that could be something that haunts him. Absolutely. And to, to speak to that, and I guess the overall slate, I, I think a lot of that's going to be factored in to the projections. The totals plummeted. We're sitting at 37 here. And you're probably going to get a little less quarterbacks just naturally. Our projections seem to have factored this in a little bit. And if it truly is like a monsoon out there tonight, they, it certainly will be factored into our projections. So today more than ever, it's probably imperative to just monitor this throughout the day, but that doesn't mean I want to fade these quarterbacks by any means. And like, I just can't get behind Zach Wilson being projected more than Trevor Lawrence. If you wanted to tell me on a price adjusted standpoint, because there's a vast difference in their price that maybe Wilson was the better value. Okay. I could get behind that, but the spread is tight. Like sometimes you might see a quarterback of Zach Wilson's talent projected higher because maybe they have a much higher implied team total, higher touchdown expectation. 
They don't. It's a, a near pick them. The Jets are favored by just two points. And from there, you have a Jets team, weather aside, that does not want to use Zach Wilson. They have very much committed to the run when he's under center, unless they're getting pounded. That's the only time they're really willing to open it up. Right. And lastly, you like we're driving these from efficiency statistics. There's absolutely no way you can tell me with a two-point spread that the efficiency of Trevor Lawrence isn't enough to overcome the projection of Zach Wilson. I just don't think it's right. I agree. And look, these update throughout the day. So we could be seeing some changes for sure. Right. But if, if you're like building this morning and you're not getting a lot of Trevor Lawrence, yes. I, I wouldn't be worried. Right. Exactly. The Jets, are, the Jets are allowing 40, a league low 48 yards per game to, to number one receivers. Uh, obviously, if you have certain guys that, who, who operate both outside and out of the slot, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you know, with Amon Ross St. Brown last week, you're going, all right, he's not going to be you know, lined up against Sauce Gardner on every one of these plays. Do you think, though, that there are any spots that we should not avoid but maybe have some reservations about just knowing that the teams may legitimately stop targeting Gardner uh, in, in these games. Yeah, they, they probably should. I think DJ Reed is, is solid for sure, but no doubt. Any, anytime you, yeah, I mean, to your point, anytime you have just like even a trace of like an all pro guy and there's a better matchup, there's just no reason to work into that matchup. So I don't think they move sauce around much. I think one way you could get advantageous matchups is just put your best playmakers in the slot. So that immediately stands out to Christian Kirk here. And I, I like Kirk a lot here for that reason. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville just lines up Marvin Jones across from him the whole day. So, it, you know, if you are worried about that, usually I think there's a lot of noise here, but we're actually getting like a legit sample of teams just not targeting sauce because there's better matchups. That's a legit risk. And if there were one player I were, I were fading based on, it would be Marvin Jones. And I think the one player I like the most because of it is going to be Christian Kirk. I mean, 76, seven, almost 77. So more than three quarters of his, of his uh, snaps have been out of, lined up in the slot this year. I, I think that could be really advantageous for him in what could be a low scoring game where you struggle to get the ball deep downfield. Uh, he's expensive, right? But I, I really do think that, that Christian Kirk benefits a lot from this. And my guess is that, man, people are going to be loving Zay Jones in this game. This is not to say that Zay Jones can't, can't get there because he certainly can. I'll be completely honest with you, though. I am surprised that Christian Kirk is getting even 3% more captain ownership than Zay Jones. Like I really thought that Zay Jones, given the last two weeks, given the rapport that he's developed with Trevor Lawrence, uh, and given the fact that Christian Kirk's been good, but not great, but more than anything is significantly more expensive than Zay Jones at captain. You're talking $3,000 more expensive than Zay, than Zay Jones. I, I'm truly surprised that Christian Kirk is getting that much more or even more captain ownership in general than, than Zay Jones. Maybe I'm seeing it wrong. No, I agree with you. I don't think this will be the case once this slate actually kicks off. And part of the reason is there's not a ton of value. There's again, like Monday, there's not that $200 guy we're trying to jam in. And, you know, maybe people do just prefer Christian Kirk to Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. That's very possible. But generally speaking, we see DFS players try to get at least one quarterback in there. If you're also playing ETN and Zonovan Knight and the other studs in the slate, Garrett Wilson's price up a little bit, you have to leave somebody out. And with Zay Jones' recent performance, I'd be surprised if he comes in under-owned compared to Kirk. I guess definitely monitor this throughout the day, but I, I view this the same way as you do. Do you think, um, I mean, do you have a preference there just from a lineup building standpoint? I, I thought we were going to get some leverage on Kirk today. He was a guy like I you did mentioned, too. like the matchup in the slot. He should benefit that there the most. And I thought we were going to get a little bit of an ownership break on Kirk and he might allow you to build better lineups from a leverage standpoint because you're probably not playing some of the other chalk guys at the top here too, but they're on my mind in a pretzel a little bit. I, if it were to stay right now, I'd play Zay Jones, honestly. That's yeah, right. Exactly. I, I have a feeling it won't. I, I don't think it will either. We'll see. So this is a sensitive one. Definitely to monitor throughout the day. We're going to build a lineup later in the show. Let's leave ourselves a little bit of time so we can see what it looks like with Kirk and then maybe without Kirk to see 
because that, that might could give us a good idea of, of what we're looking at here. Um, yeah, Marvin Jones is slightly tough to get to unless unless the Jets just I mean, I don't see Sauce Gardner really in, in a shadow coverage with anybody, right? Like with Zay. No, he doesn't shadow. Yeah, he stays so, on stays on one side. I can give you the exact snaps if you want. Left cornerback this year, 727. Right cornerback, 43. <laughs> Slot eight. Those are snaps. What about, hold on, what, what about uh, what about Zay and Marvin Jones? I'll pull up their slot snaps. I, I'd like to pull up if the, how, how often, if one of them lines up on the left a lot more than on the right. Okay, I'll pull that for you right now if we can do this quick. I, I can grab it too, I got it. I'll pull up Zay's. You look at Marvin Jones. All right. So, because this, I mean, look, maybe it's, maybe it's it nothing. looks like they rotate interchangeably back and forth. I've got Zay 257 left, 287 right, and Marvin. So that's essentially 50 50 both, but a ton of perimeter. And then Marvin Jones. I'm anticipating this being the same thing because of Kirk's heavy slot rate. Yeah, Marvin Jones, 279 left, 231 right. They're essentially okay. rotating back and forth. There you go. So that, that tells you right there that, you know, either of these guys, unless, you, unless you're right, unless they just line Marvin Jones up uh, on, on the against Sauce if he's going to be on the left side the whole time. That's what I would do, but I'm not a coach for good right. reason. But it makes sense. Uh, how about Evan Ingram? They use him a lot as a move tight end, and he's typically not playing wide. So I, I think he's serviceable. And even after that amazing game he had two weeks ago, we didn't see his ownership really bump that much. And plus, he, he still does play a fair amount in line, so he's certainly not going to draw the coverage of Sauce Gardner playing from that alignment. His wide snaps, he is just 138 all season long, slot 236, in line 338, really used all over the formation, but you can tell it's mostly near the offensive line. So I, I think if you're trying to draw like matchup conclusions, Evan Ingram does stand out here. I think he's a fine play overall. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yeah, listen, he's coming out. He's two games removed from a monster performance, but he's now seen double-digit targets in, in both. Uh, of course, those were two games where they were, you know, down early against Tennessee and then down – against that this team plays from behind at a crazy rate it's it's nuts uh, but you know what I, I think he's fine as well you're not getting a massive discount on him by any stretch you know you're still paying what 7600 but uh yeah the, the this is just a weird game because you have a very good secondary in new york and then you have some guys that have really popped recently for the jaguars and you can't exactly just ignore them now in these rain games do we see like more Travis ETN. I'll tell you right now, Matt, my biggest concern with ETN, and it has been uh, since early in the season when we realized that he just was not uh, a particularly uh, heavily involved pass catching back is the fact that his ceiling right now is like three targets in the passing game, which I hate. 
if Travis Etienne had more involvement there, and let's be fair, Doug Peterson didn't draft him in the first round. So maybe that's just not how he wants to use him. Uh, Etienne is, he's, he's probably one of these guys where can you play him with Lawrence? Yeah, of course you can, but you're, you're, you're likely not getting a lot of positive correlation there. Right. You're absolutely right. They're going to use Jermichael Hasty as the pass catching back for better or for, or for worse view that. However, however you will, it's just the case here. So if Jacksonville gets down in games, you're naturally going to see less work for ETN. I think you can play them together. Just if you think Jacksonville wins this game outright, or maybe if you're playing alternate game scripts, Jacksonville wins this by a touchdown. You just want to soak up all their points. That makes sense. But he certainly has risk. He's kind of playing the old Derrick Henry role with, you know, Derrick Henry now having an actually pretty good target share. ETN flat out doesn't have that. He's like a two down grinder that they try to get a lot of work, but he's going to come off the field on pass downs. That's kind of how I view him right now. The only kind of wrinkle here is the rain. How, how much does the run rate for these teams increase with the rain? Could it be, you know, maybe you want to lock down Bam Knight and ETN at the expense of one of the quarterbacks because the, the weather, it's, it's like very borderline right now. Normally, I'm just like, weather doesn't matter unless it's 40 mile an hour winds. Don't worry about it. But this is a lot of rain, a lot, yeah. a lot of rain. So it's, and it's reflected in the total. 37 total for this game is minuscule. I'm, I'm like on the border of like legitimately building lineups around this weather. I'm considering it too. I, I don't want to get too out of control with it because some, uh, you know, oftentimes that's just not the case. Like the weather can, can be bad or it's projected to be worse than it is. And then guess what? You know, huge performances. It's, it's entirely possible. Like that game in Philly where the rain, it was cold. It was insane. I mean, it was so wet. It rained all game. It was horrible. It, the, you know, I think Jamal Agnew still had two touchdowns or whatever, you know, touchdown receptions, and there were still some big plays. It was, of course, a Miles Sanders game as well where he just exploded. But, yeah, this game dropped from the total. This opened at 43. Yeah, down six points. So it could, like – the Jets game a couple weeks ago, I think that was two weeks ago, people were overreacting to the rain. You saw Garrett Wilson with a big game and a few other receivers. I believe Elijah Moore was pretty good there. Is it like that, or is it like the game you're speaking of, or the Bears week one where it was just torrential downpour? Well, that was, yeah, that was crazy. And I don't know. But two inches of rain projected is a lot. And it's funny how, how that type of weather can just make the game a complete toss-up, like it did, where it just neutralized San Francisco in week one. Like yeah. there's no reason they should have lost that game other than the fact that the, the conditions just made it where it was literally, it was a toss up game, you know? So we'll see. I mean, at, at this point we have to pay close attention to this weather. Maybe, maybe, maybe it clears up. Maybe it's not as bad as we think. And then we start to, to adjust, but we'll see. Uh, I, I can say this much though, Matt, as far as kickers go, you're going to have to pay extremely close attention to this weather. Because it, it, if, if it looks like people are fading based on weather, but then maybe it might clear up, but it's still not great, they will kick. Like, if it's not great, but it's also not, you know, torrential downpours, you could be in a spot where these teams move the ball just enough to put these guys in range, and now it ends up being a kicker-type game if the wind isn't that bad. And that's one thing. I'm, I'm not seeing crazy wind. It's not great but it's not like 30 miles an hour. I'm seeing sustained like 15 to twenties, occasional gusts above that, that that's not horrific. Like you could still see. Oh yeah. Yeah. The rain I'm more worried about for like pass catchers and Trevor Lawrence holding onto the ball, but for kickers right now, if, if they're going to be under owned, I'm leaning towards them a little bit, especially if it's a low scoring game environment, 37 total, there's not really a lot of value on this slate. So maybe we do see, and I mean, there's heavy chalk on the other side at one particular cheap receiver. Maybe we get some leverage with these kickers. I think that's entirely possible. How's that radar look, Tyler? Yeah. Oh, all right. You're not set up. <laughs> no, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't saying that insultingly. I, I was saying like, he's not set up to talk. Uh, didn't look great, though. Anything no, else for this team, Matt, before we move on to the Jets? I don't think so. The guys you should be just mentioning if you're playing large field tournaments, you hit on one, Jamal Agnew. 
great special teamer for them. He'll occasionally get snaps used on gadget plays, had a, a good game earlier this year in a similar environment. They don't use a lot of 12 personnel right now. And when they do, it's with Chris Manhurts, who's a sixth offensive lineman, essentially. You're not seeing a lot of Dan Arnold or Luke Farrell. So it's pretty cut and dry with this team. Maybe you throw like a dart on Jermichael Hasty if you think the game gets out of hand in favor of the Jets. But I don't love that, honestly, especially with the pricing. He's he's not like $200. All right, so we had a question from Mitchell. Dave, how do you feel about the Jets' D against that high-powered offense in the rain, or am I overthinking it? No, you, no. Both of these defenses are, are extremely viable. One of them's facing Zach Wilson. Um, they might – it's going to be interesting because the Jags' run defense is significantly better than their pass defense, which could really benefit them in a weather game like this. And then on the other side, Matt, we mentioned it. Like it's it's also possible that, that Trevor Lawrence can't hold on to the football uh, if, if he hasn't fixed. I'm I'm hoping they fixed whatever ailed him in that Eagles game where he lost four fumbles. But yeah, these type of games is going to create slippery conditions. Tough to hold on to the ball. Tough to make catches. Tough for running backs. Like there's so many different ways that that things can line up nicely for the defenses. So I think both defenses, not just in play but extremely appealing as well. Absolutely. And from a pricing standpoint, at 36 and 3,800 on a slate with essentially no value that you feel great about, these defenses should definitely be in consideration. All right, let's talk about the Jets. A little interesting here because the wide receiver positions are a bit of a shakeup, getting Corey Davis back, losing two other guys. Before we do, though, no house advantage. Man. What better place to play right now if you're actually trying to make money? I don't say that hyperbole. That's not an exaggeration. I'm dead serious. Tyler can throw it on the screen. There's just overlay every single night. Uh, and, and they're still putting out like it's probably 10K to first place tonight. 10 or $15,000. 10, yeah. 10K up top tonight. And it's going to overlay. And all you're doing is building lineups with, with player props. Any research that you're doing, anything you listen on to on this show with, with myself and Matt talking, like, okay, Christian Kirk. Tyler, what's Christian Kirk's uh, yardage prop on, on No House Advantage for tonight's Thursday Night Football game? Plus, we have all the tools that are free anyway. It's the casting that uh, Osmo himself built. 65? So 65 on Kirk. If, if you like Kirk, if you like the fact that he's going to be lining up in the slot here, weird weather game, might be getting quick outs to him. You know, it's the same thing. You'd play him in DraftKings, but you'd also, you know, look towards the over. Or maybe you look towards the under on all of these guys because of weather. It's actually, a Matt, that's actually a really interesting way to play No House Advantage today. Like, in certain lineups, just hammer unders across the board. Yeah, especially, like, with it being weather-related. It's not that's like what a player's I'm saying. performance. Like, if the weather is bad, it's not going to be just bad for Christian Kirk. It's going to be bad for Lawrence and Wilson. And then maybe you throw some overs in on like a runner here and there. There's definitely angles you can you can play and potentially set yourself up for one of those big prizes. That's what makes it interesting, right? Like over on the running backs, under on the receivers, uh, a lot of different ways to play it. It's real. Like I said, it's the same strategy, same game theory uh, that goes in the DFS, except in this case, the contests are finishing like 65% filled uh, and the overlay is massive. Plus, you get a $50 first match deposit bonus when you sign up. You got to use the link uh, down below uh, or in chat. Throw the link in chat as well if you can, Tyler. Uh, it's, it's in the description for those of you guys watching after the fact. But take advantage of it. Plus, you can play against the house in their other format where if you hit all your picks, you 21x your entry. And as I mentioned, all of our tools, the, the, the No House Advantage Optimal Lineup Tool, which is massive, and all of our Optimal Lineup player prop projections or no house advantage player prop projections over at stochastic.com for free that you can use to supplement your research, take advantage of it. All, and one thing you should know, the players you like, the props you like the most go at the top. They get the most points. The ones you're least confident go at the bottom. They get the fewest points. Check it out. Uh, if it's available to you, it's, it's an awesome place to play right now. And they're intentionally having these contests overlay because they're a new site and they want to get people over there to check out their product. Who knows how long it's going to be like that. But while it is, take advantage of, of real legitimate money-making opportunities at No House Advantage. Links in the description and in the chat. All right. Jets. We talked about Zach Wilson a little bit, but let's uh, kind of recap where we stand here. How much do you like him today? I personally prefer Lawrence. 
and this is probably just a bias of mine, having seen Zach Wilson play real NFL snaps. But right now, that's counter to our projections. So take this for what you will. If, if you agree with my personal biases, you're probably a little down on Zach Wilson. But right now, as things stand, again, watch this throughout the day, weather-related, ownership-related, he looks like one of the most leveraged plays on the slate. And, you know, that probably makes sense to some degree. People do not like Zach Wilson. I still have concerns with the offense basically neutering him. They don't let him open it up unless they're getting pounded in games, which seems, I don't know, like – a long shot today due not only to the tight spread and the Vegas totals, but the weather. Like how how much of a lead could one team possibly draw outside of just some fluky turnovers or something like that? So to me, it's it's hard to see the upside for Wilson from that standpoint, but our tools really like him. So this is something I need to rethink. Yeah, in the boom bust tool right now, or the sorry, this the top showdown to plays tool, which is awesome. Like if you're wondering where we get leverage scores from. Uh, top play percentage, ownership, all that, right? Like optimal utility, all that stuff is on. The best part is it's all on one page. If you're wondering where that's in the top showdown plays tool. And you get, oh, three free days, guys. I, I should have mentioned this at the beginning. Uh, if you've been wanting to get your foot in the door and, and you want to check it out without any cost to yourself, right? Like zero cost, cancel any time, three free days. Link down there in the description and in chat that Tyler can throw it in there as well. All of our NFL tools. If you if you use it today, here's the cool thing. Since NFL usually isn't every day, if you take advantage of it today with three free days, you're getting Thursday night football, all of our projections, ownership, top plays tool for showdown. But then you're also getting Saturday's site for Christmas Eve, and you'll still have the tools for Sunday's games. So that's like legitimately three days that you're getting football so you can fully exploit and take advantage of these tools to know what you're getting into, whether it's projections, ownership, top stack tool, boom bust, the new lineup generator, uh, all of that stuff is, is free for three days. So perfect time to do it is now where we've got actual consistent football coming up over the next course of the uh, few days. All right. So I, I got to tell you, this backfield situation concerns me a little bit here because I, I, you have like Michael Carter who only had one target last game, but he was still running a decent running routes at a pretty decent clip. My concern was that Zonovan Knight is going to be relegated to a, you know, only first and second down role. And it seems to be the case. Uh, not targeted once in the passing game last week, despite the fact that they did play from behind for a bit of that. I, I don't know, man. I, I think he's fine in this game just because you're getting a, you're, you're getting bad weather and a lot of rain, but at the, in the same breath, I, I, I do think you're going to see a pretty a pretty dramatic split between who's getting most of the rushing down attempts or rushing down snaps and who's getting most of the passing down snaps. 100% agree. Michael Carter played more snaps last week, 33 to 30. I know Zonovan Knight got banged up a little bit in the game, so it's worth mentioning. But routes run, 23 for Carter, 8 for Knight. It's a near 50-50 committee with two clear role differences. You have Carter playing in the pass game, Knight playing in the run game. I sort of view this similar to what like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are doing. If you want to like make a parallel between their roles, obviously much different talent level here than Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, but it's similar in terms of how they're playing on the field. From a DFS perspective, I'm worried that Zonovan Knight is going to end up being maybe the most owned player on the slate. Right now, he's very close to Travis Etienne, who we have projected as the highest it's about 57% for ETN as it stands, 50 for night. But I ran the optimizer, the hand yield optimizer this morning. And guess who the most owned captain is? It's is it Sir, night? It's night. And I think there's a few oh. reasons why. One, he has a projectable workload and he's not expensive. So if you play him, there's no issues. This is in the captain specifically. If you play him in the captain, no issues playing either quarterback. You can play ETN. You can play your choice of an expensive receiver if you choose, Kirk, Wilson, whoever it is you like, and your lineups look a little bit better than the Stars and Scrubs bills that you end up with if you captain Lawrence or Wilson or ETN. Your lineup just looks a little bit better. You get like that one extra stud. So I think Knight is going to be maybe a little more owned than we think. And again, honestly, like this, you need to be careful with the weather. He could just end up with 22 carries because of that, but... If he's going to be this owned in the captain spot, I think I'm going to be preferring him utility. Me too, for sure. 
listen, uh, the term that, that Ben and I actually, with the help of chat, coined on a strategy show a few weeks back was uh, a decimal back, somebody that unless they're scoring touchdowns, you just take however, whatever many yards, yards they have on the ground and you move the decimal one spot and that's how many fantasy points they have. He is a decimal back at this point, right? Like maybe he has one reception or whatever, but you're, if, if you're getting where you need to be in the captain spot, it is highly likely that you're going to need Donovan Knight to find the end zone. So in saying that, I think playing him at utility makes a lot of sense as well because the likelihood that Zonovan Knight does find the end zone. I mean, let's see what's what's uh let's see what what's it what his touchdown prop is. Let's see what his anytime touchdown prop is. What do you think it is? I'm just gonna I'm asking you before I even look it up. Plus one forty. It sounds actually pretty accurate. That's Plus one sixty. Ah, I mean he's he's a poor man's Isaiah Pacheco without the touchdown expectation. Right. Right. Without a good offense. Exactly. So I think that's fine. You know, second shortest odds to score a touchdown behind ETN. So that's nice. But it's it's very possible, though, that Donovan Knight captain teams could be done for uh, if he doesn't get in the end zone. Yeah. And uh, there's legitimate risk here. Sometimes it's it's, you know, like I'm fading this because li- literally just the ownership. Like sometimes you see this with Lamar slates or Ramondre slates where they end up being the most owned captain and it's justified. Like they clearly have the best role on the slate and the highest projection. And it's not close. That's not the case with Bam Knight. You can of course make lineups with him and captain, as long as you're just kind of cognizant of this dynamic of the slate. But I think using him in the utility makes a lot of sense from a leverage standpoint. Great. Ryan Schindler said he's a pseudo decimal back. <laughs> this is beautiful. That's a good one. That's good. Uh, see, chat always helps us out with the with the good the good lines here. Okay, so uh, I wanted to see actually what what Knights. Okay, what do you think his rushing prop is? Sixty-two and a half. All right, close fifty-seven and a half. Juice ah. to the over. That's pretty good though. That's not bad. You, you know, minus one twenty-five to the on the over. So, yeah. Does he have a receiving yards prop? Uh, he doesn't. They don't even have one there. Two and a half. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like over or under half a reception, that would still be juiced heavy to the over. But yeah, it's 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 a weird. Sp- now, okay, let me ask you this then, Michael Carter. Michael Carter's cheaper than Zonovan Knight. Do you have any interest in playing Michael Carter at the captain spot today in large field tournaments? A little bit, yeah, but more than I do with these typical backs. I think there's some ebb and flow to their workload. Say Jacksonville scores on the opening drive, and then immediately New York is playing from negative game script. You could see Michael Carter balance this timeshare more his way, like 60-40 rather than 50-50. And you know he's getting targets. How does the weather affect this? We know Zach Wilson historically is not checking down at the same rates as like Flacco and Mike White. But does the weather force the hand of Zach Wilson? There's at least enough questions here where I'll consider using Michael Carter as a contrarian captain. He still doesn't project very well. And that's because I think he's just a tick too expensive. You know, 6,400. It's not like this guy is 4K or something like that. Ideally with him, you, you either need like six receptions or he needs to fall in the end zone himself, kind of like Zonovan Knight. Yeah. But if he's not going to be owned at all, which it appears right now he's not going to be, that's a leverage point I think you could make a stand on. Mike White's a check down king. I mean, he loves targeting his running back. So it's kind of unfortunate. If Mike White was starting in this game, I'm telling you right now, I would love Michael Carter. I really would. I would love him in this spot. Uh, But he's not. Carter, though, 51 routes run over the last two games. So he's going to – the opportunities – well, the opportunity for opportunities is going to be there. I'll put it that way. All right. At at wide receiver – you're talking about Garrett Wilson. He's the clear alpha in this offense right now, and rightfully so. The guy's sick. Like, he's going to be a legitimately good receiver in this offense. As long as they can find a quarterback that can just be oh, – I mean, listen, he's going to be he, – he's, he's at 966 yards. Isn't that amazing? He's, he's going to he, – he's very possible he cracks 1,000 yards this week. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a phenomenal young talent for this team, one that they can build around. Hopefully they just take the Arizona Arizona Cardinals approach and take a shot on another QB and don't sink what would be the rookie contract of Garrett Wilson into oblivion with Zach Wilson under center forever. Maybe they think Mike White's the answer. I don't know. Maybe they 
move forward with him, but I think they should be taking shots on quarterback because he is clearly a premier talent. They drafted him to be that early returns on him have been phenomenal. Now you just hope they can figure out quarterback, but even on a slate like today, a one game slate, I still have interest in him. He's going under owned in my opinion with the quarterback concerns, with the weather concerns. But again, as long as this doesn't end up being Chicago bears week one, torrential downpour monsoon weather i'm gonna take some shots on the receivers and on the jets i don't know who you'd prefer over wilson hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No one? I, I, I'll say this much, though. I think Corey Davis is interesting, for sure, because... This has been a guy that, that Zach Wilson does have somewhat of a rapport with. And he's, he's of course, going to go to Garrett Wilson. And he's still the number one. But with Corey Davis returning, just given his price point, I, I think there's plenty. Like, him and Elijah Moore are both cheap. So that's one thing. And I, cheap, relatively speaking, you know, to a lot of these other receivers. But, but I think Corey Davis is actually plenty viable in a spot like this. I have no problem getting to someone like him because – how many times have we seen these games where it's like, oh, you know, go to Garrett Wilson or, 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 or go to go to Elijah Moore. And then it ends up being Corey Davis with like the seven or eight target game. I'm not saying that's likely, but I definitely think that just in a spot like this, you get a six, seven target game from Corey Davis. It, it, it can make things interesting at that price point. Yeah, I like Corey Davis. I think people are going to click Elijah, Nate, Elijah Moore's name a little bit more based off the role change recently he's been playing more snaps thankfully and they'll probably be forced into that tonight just due to the injury injuries to the tertiary options like Denzel Mims and whatnot but Davis hasn't played in a couple weeks and now he's at a similar price point to more even with the 800 savings I think Davis might provide or excuse me the 800 increase you have to pay to get him I think he might provide leverage over more when I ran optimals today a lot of lineups are kind of just interchanging them you know you'll have let's say optimal one has has Garrett Wilson it well then optimal two is going to just make maybe a slight change and throw in Corey Davis I, I think these two guys are going to be semi-owned but the fact that they're both there I think is going to keep them in check I like them both honestly so do I me too well and you know what's fun about this site but really kind of difficult too is that usually when we do showdown sites even oftentimes when it's two bad teams you'll have a player or two that are absorbing the large majority of the top play percentage, right? Like the top play probability from our, from our top plays tool today, man, it is, it is absolutely flat. You have Lawrence at 17%. Like I said, guys, the three free days, if you want to follow along with this, uh, the links right down below, Trevor Lawrence, three, uh, three free days, 17%, Travis Etienne, 15%, Wilson, 14, Garrett Wilson, 11, Christian Kirk, 11, Zonovan Knight, nine. There's six players right there that are, well, Zonovan Knight's a 10. Between 10 and 17%, nobody north of 10%. And then if you're looking at optimal captain, it's completely spread out, really flat percentages there. So it's not like you look at this slate and you immediately go, I need to lock this guy in at captain, or at least make sure that he's in the utility in every lineup that he's not at captain. Absolutely. I go back and forth on whether I like slates like this because, you know, the Ramondre, the Ramondre Stevenson type slate, you can get your Skolansky bucks almost immediately. It's like you fade that guy captain, you know exactly what to do. Yeah. Today, I think you might be able to, to gain some leverage because it's, you know, it's slightly different. It's spread here, but we do have the weather angle. So if people aren't playing it, 
I'm going to try to play it a little more. If people are overweighting it, I'm going to try to play some of these receivers. So I, I think it's not quite, you know, flat ownership across the board that almost makes the slate efficient. I, I think there are some angles we can still approach from a GPP perspective, but generally I, I find these slates pretty hard. They are, they're difficult for sure. Because sometimes like all you have to do to get different when you have, like you said, a Stevenson, you made a great point or, you know, take any of these, any of these top players, throw them into utility. And then if the guy you're captaining, who's maybe discounted is having a, has a big game. He doesn't need to be the top overall play. He just needs to be the optimal captain. In this spot, there's no clear differentiator where you're like, okay, this guy's getting captained everywhere. Let me throw him in at utility. You know, you're right. Zonovan Knight and 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 Travis Etienne are the two highest owned owned captains here, and that's probably accounting for the weather. So interesting slate. Any other receivers you want to talk about? If not, let's talk about this uh, Tyler Conklin, CJ Usama situation because Usama might get a lot of love today coming off of not a lot of love, but coming off a two touchdown game. He still only ran 10 routes last week. Yeah, absolutely. Last guy I'll mention at receiver, we have Braxton Berrios. He's always going to be on the field here and there, occasional snaps, but he's more involved than like your Jamal Agnews. So I would expect somewhere between like a 25 to 50% route share, just little uncertainty with Corey Davis coming back. How do they ease him in? How much do they use Braxton Berrios over Elijah Moore? But he's on the field. We need, at least need to mention him. And I think he's a little more consistent than some of the other leagues, wide receiver fours. Uzama Conklin, like you mentioned, Uzoma coming off the big game, I would much rather just go back to Conklin, who's had the better role. Same really price, too. What's that? Same price, too. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. Yeah, Usama, and, and right now he's pulling like no ownership. I, I would be a little bit surprised by that, but I guess it makes more sense now that you see how closely priced he is to, to Tyler Conklin. I actually don't mind Tyler Conklin at all today. I, matter of fact, I think Tyler Conklin's a pretty nice play down there. You're, even, though, even though there's no clear like stud on this slate, they, the, the pricing has, is adjusted so that you're not just playing all of the top guys. You're still going to need someone that's a little cheap. And um, yeah, he's had a couple, he's had a couple of nice games with Zach Wilson. So it's, you could certainly do worse than Tyler Conklin here. Anybody else? I think we got them all. All right. And we talked about kickers and defenses. Do you have a preference at either of those positions from, from both sides of this game? I prefer to get the Jaguars defense and tee off against Zach Wilson, but it's a slight preference. I wouldn't be, you know, like forcing in a large amount of the Jaguars defense over the Jets, just personal bias. Benji made a comment. I just want to hit on this real quick, get your opinion. He said, sounds like there isn't one player that you must have. I actually agree with that tonight, especially with the weather being a, a serious concern. Do you, do you, I'm not saying there's players that there isn't a player that you want, but would you agree that there's not really one player that you must have? I agree. And yeah. looking at the projections too, highest score projected is Zach Wilson, 15.3. Second, Trevor Lawrence within a point, ETN within a point, Zonovan Knight within two, Garrett Wilson within two. Very, very close. Really close. Let's build a lineup here. Let's do it. Maybe, maybe two. Uh, and for those of you guys that build your own lineups and end up hitting big tonight, Hall of Fame, baby. Get in there. We do it every single day between the – the deeper dive in live before lock, whether it's basketball, football, whatever, uh, the deeper dive segment is right in between there. You get to get to see us brag for you. We give out some stochastic plus platinum memberships, $120 for the month. Uh, we do the Hall of Fame segment every day. It's always changing. We're always adding you guys up there. All you got to do is go to stochastic.com slash avatar to download the profile picture. Use it wherever you play, wherever you play. Use that as your profile picture. You hit top three in a field of 5,000 or more, you're in. Free month of Stochastic plus Platinum. Get up, inducted into the Hall of Fame, and uh, just tweet us. You got to tweet the, the screenshot and whatever you want to say at Stochastic H-O-F. And if you're wondering, hey, how do I get these tools so I can start winning more? Because I'd like to use these tools to win more because that would be nice and I like money. Just use the BetMGM. I'm not even, even going to get deep into this. Just use the BetMGM promo that we have right now. You, you use the link, you deposit $10, you bet 
And after you bet that 10 bucks with the link so we can figure out who you are, you're getting two free months of Stochastic Plus Platinum, two free months without having to qualify for the Hall of Fame. Maybe that'll qualify you for the Hall of Fame afterwards, but it's a $240 value by taking 10 bucks. Forget about the 10 bucks, even if you don't like betting. But the cool part is even if you lose on that 10 bucks, you get what or whatever you deposit, you also have up to a thousand dollar risk-free bet. So whatever bet you have, if it wins, you get paid out and you get the two free months over at our place with the premium discord included in all of our tools for every sport, not just football. But if you lose it, you get that money back in free bets. Legitimately as, as, as much of a no-brainer as it could possibly get in these streets. So think about getting in that Hall of Fame, haven't been there yet. Take 10 bucks and uh, yeah, get the free tools for two months. All right, let's talk about a, line, a little lineup build here. Uh, I think, who goes first? Is it me? It's you. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, I, I, I will have lineups with captain defense today. There's no doubt about that. Just throwing it out there. I won't do that here right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shake things up a little bit, Matt. I'm going to go Christian Kirk at captain. Love that. And I think that you could go a lot of different ways with that. You could play Lawrence. I don't think you absolutely have to because of the nature of the game. But I'm going to here to add in that extra correlation. They're going to have to throw regardless. Like even in downpours, you see teams needing to throw. All right. Who did you go with? I'm sorry. Trevor Lawrence. All right. Yeah, I like that. Uh, let me open things up a little bit, okay? And for what it's worth, I think it's entirely possible that Jets defense and Lawrence Kirk can get there. There's no doubt in my mind. Like bad turnovers by Lawrence that lead to Jets points, which force Lawrence to throw more, is actually optimal. And we see it happen a lot. Great example of that, but an extreme example would be I just the other week with the Colts. Kirk Cousins was forced to throw the football after defensive, I think what, two defensive touchdowns in that game. Uh, you, you hope, of course, that they don't end up scoring 36. I'm going to go Jets defense here, Matt. I think they're underpriced for the conditions that they're going to be playing in today. Yeah, no problem with that whatsoever. And that mixes things up a little bit. I'm sorry, but that mixes things up too a little bit because now we have Captain, uh, which is a Jacksonville receiver, plus Lawrence and the Jets defense. And it gives us a salary saver too, which I like. You're going to have to do one at some point, so you might as well get it out of the way. We're kind of in a weird spot here with the essentially like six and a half K across the board that we can use for the rest of our players. I'm going to pick another additional leverage spot. It's going to be a jets back, but not Zana tonight. I'll take Michael Carter here. Hopefully we get some dump offs, but it's a near 50, 50 timeshare in the right game script. This could balance Michael Carter's way. Okay. I like it. I'm fine with either. And I'm not saying both, but I'm fine with either Carter or Knight in this spot. Especially because, like, say the Jets went up early uh, and then Jags are forced to throw, but then the Jets decide that they're going to try and maintain this lead and run clock with Zonovan Knight. Or Michael Carter gets some dump-off opportunities and breaks a couple long rushes as himself. So I'm fine with either. Let's go. Hmm. Oh. Can we fit Garrett Wilson and make it work? Yeah. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson here. We can absolutely fit him. We have 4,300 left. There's actually a lot of options to like down here. Can play kickers. You could go double defense. You could go Tyler Conklin, Uzama, who I like. Jamal Agnew's down there. Barrios, if you really want to get crazy. With the current structure we have right now, I think I'm just going to pick a kicker here and, and Riley Patterson to round it out. Totally fine with that. Yeah, okay. I like this. Jets D, you got a pass catcher, a running back, the kicker, and then you got Lawrence and Kirk. No Very problem. Very much built for low scoring, which is good. Yeah, exactly. No problem with that at all. You know, it's very it's very possible that Kirk could be the optimal captain with like five for 60 and a touchdown. Very possible in this game. For sure. Awesome. All right. Lock it in. There it is. Appreciate you guys. You're the best. Uh, we are 20 likes away from 100. I, I've only asked once today. Before you go, if there are 20 of you kind souls out there feeling in the Christmas spirit that want to take literally a second out of your time and hit that thumbs up, it goes a long way for us. I'll be back. Matchup strategy show at 11. 
Matt, uh, uh, I'm on live before lock tonight as well. What do you got going on, Matt? College football videos, betting, and DFS. Every single day there's a bowl game. If there's a bowl and random Tuesday, you want to just get some action down on football, check out those videos. We have stuff for all of them, college basketball heating up, and I'll be on live before lock. I believe both days this weekend, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. You know me, no family, so I get those duties. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, and check out that Picks for Every Game video. I got over at Odd Shopper. Leave a comment. Say hello. It's a fun one. We do it every single week. We'll see you guys soon. NBA Strategy Show coming up next. Peace. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.